Microsoft walks in the door and is like, you're going to be able to eliminate so much work yeah. with this amazing solution. And then five years later, there's 25 people supporting that amazing <laughs> solution. So Rich. Yes, Paul. You've been doing a little side programming. I have. I don't like to talk about it. The president and the CEO are not supposed to be hacking away. We're not. We're not. Um, uh, just, that's uh, just trouble for everybody, right? It is. Yeah. It is. First off, I like to go into the different subcultures of engineering and just see what's going on. Oh, yeah. So I, I went everywhere. They all hate each other. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of strong emotion. There's a ton of advocacy, yeah. which translates in it. Once you're an advocate for something, you have to hate something else, right? That's kind of how it so works. so unnecessary, but yes, it's It's true. very unnecessary. But as someone who can whiteboard a platform approach after a conversation. A platform whiteboarder. A little platform whiteboarder, Mm -hmm, which is, mm -hmm. you know, I do want to know. I want to know just enough to understand the limits and the the capabilities of what's out there. You got to see what's going on out there. You really do. It's great. It's great. And I think we've done a good job at Postlight of kind of exposing engineering chops exposing yeah. solutions to the whole org. You actually. know what I find hard when you're when you're leading though, it's hard not to keep going in. I think it's healthy. It's so, no no, but it's so satisfying. No, I mean once you start programming, and you yeah. start messing around. Yeah. You're you want to like, keep going. Oh, it's so much fun. It's oh, such a big yeah, world. Yeah. I ended it's a candy up store. I worked on this project. I ended up Just at describe the, the project broadly so people know. All right, I have a collection of videos. Paul. Yeah, just um, interesting, anthropologically interesting videos. Nothing, nothing raunchy, nothing weird. Just things that tell you a, a little bit about America. That's right, and Russia, yeah, and Japan, and, and a few other places. Just but, good internet ephemera. Like if yeah. you started this for yourself in a past era, you probably would have done it on like a Tumblr. Or on a, I did yeah. actually, but okay. what started to happen is that all my Tumblr links, which were mostly YouTube, a little bit of Daily Motion, which leaves me with a deep sense of shame. Yeah, that's um, a lot. <laughs> but they were breaking everywhere. Yeah. Like 60% of them were just not working anymore on YouTube. Part of it, you know, was people taking them down. Part of it was no, like it's copyright like you got a screenshot tweets today. I wanted to collect them. And I was like, you know what? This is getting silly. I have them in a Dropbox, but that's not a fun way to share them. I wanted a URL for every one of them. Right. But I also wanted to bring the videos down and Put him in AWS. We're so, not, let's be clear. We're not sharing the link, but you, it's a project. You wanted it's to a make project. Yeah. And, and what it made me touch on was a few things. One, how do I go and scrape from any URL, YouTube, Twitter video, TikTok, Reddit. So you need a little bit of a web service here where you can put the URL in, get the video back and save it somewhere. And, get, and save it somewhere. And then once I get the video back, I want it, like, it was fun because it was driven by the requirements, right? So I wanted to extract the thumbnail. I oh, had, yeah, yeah. Get, get past I had a nice that thumbnail. Yeah. And, and I also wanted to put them on AWS. So I sure. need to programmatically do it on S3, I should say. So I wanted to do it programmatically. And I started to toy around and... I started, I tiptoed towards Node and, and, and React. And big world. It's a big old world. It's and, a big old NPM world. NPM install everything. Yeah. Correct. And then I said, you know, I love Python. I've always loved it. I, I love the pragmatism around it. I love how it doesn't really want to lecture you, but just wants to help you. Also a friendly community. A friendly community. I didn't use the community because I'm no, but, stubborn that way. Well, I, I am too. But the side effect of the friendly community is friendly documentation. There's a lot of good docs. In a conversational tone. That's right. And so I had this project. I wanted to do it. Um, I wanted to mess with SQLite, which is just 
the coolest thing. And there's good libraries out there. And and it's a great way to sort of dip into the to the different cultures that are out there and how they, they explain themselves and defend themselves. I ended up using Python. I never coded Python before, but I've, I'm one of those people who will read the documentation and say, wow, that's a good programming language, programming language and never come back to it and code in it. Frankly, if you think, me too, actually. I just did that this weekend for R. I'm learning R. Knock on wood. If I have the faculties and the time to learn that is I, I'm, I'm one of those people who's not good on a vacation I get depressed no you need to, you bring a couple textbooks with you it helps you calm down it's just a wonderful thing yeah. right and learning and and also the other side of it and this is a piece of advice to managers out there who are trying to run these functions i.e humans yeah. and get clear and consistent output is Go code because your sense of control and your sense of predictability skyrockets in a really meaningful way. It just feels really good to see something work, right? The uglier the problem, the better you're going to feel when you solve it. It um, is true. It's a really wonderful look, thing. I, the thing that's beautiful about Python is when you look at it, you're like, oh, that just looks like programming. Like it's just, it's indented and it yeah. looks, it looks yeah. like something out of a textbook. And yeah. then it's the only language I've ever written it. So, I mean, PHP and Perl and Lisp and mm. Clojure and, mm. and JavaScript and XSLT and on and on and on, where you think to yourself, I think the solution would look like this. And then you write it and it looks like that and it works. Totally. You, you write code in Python and it runs. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah. I've been in a few awkward meetings in my career as a manager, product manager. God, me too. Where... I was told by engineering that it couldn't be done. And then I ended up, ooh, ooh, ooh. not to be defiant, just thinking it through. And then I would pseudocode, like right on the whiteboard and say, what if you did it this way? And then they would show me why I can't. But what happened was an, a dialogue would kick off where through those failures and through that like conflict, we actually found a way to do it. Well, and nobody felt like a loser or a winner no, there. It was no, just a wonderful the... way to learn and, and move forward, right? Look, here's the way those interactions work. Hey, uh, I want to do this. Oh, well, I don't know if you can. Oh, well, what if we do it like this? And at that point, you've entered an incorrect solution into the register. Mm-hmm. And like that is an intolerable situation, right? So now the person has to make a choice. They can stomp their foot and say, they can either say, yes, you're right. Or have a dialogue with you. Or they can have a dialogue. That's right? great, that, right? That is all humans. I've been on both yeah. sides of that conversation. And the beauty of Python, it really doesn't want to clutter you with all its magic and why why it's as good as it is. It just wants to get out of your way well, as soon as you solve it. Right? Python, you Python know, looks like pseudocode to me. It does. And I, I, you got to think about different languages and where they come from. Like JavaScript, God knows it runs the world. We use a ton of it. It's a powerful, powerful tool. Node is unbelievably powerful. All that stuff is good. It's still kind of an adolescent language in a lot of ways. It's just kind of all over the place. doesn't really know what it needs to be at any given time. I don't think anybody anticipated its maturity path. No, that's right. No Nobody way. did. It grew Nobody. organically. That's yeah. one of the things that makes it so... It's like the web in general, where the web's path is so incredibly arbitrary and it's a niche filling technology, right? Like yes. wherever mold can grow, you find the web. Yes. It's in the back of the fridge. It's in the front of the fridge. Yeah. Um, Python is much more structured and thoughtful and helpful. P Python is essentially like a good junior professor of a language. Like, hey, yeah. hi guys. You know, I, I, it wasn't too long ago that I was an undergraduate. So I really liked it. You know, that, yeah. that's the, the Python attitude. And I think this is a reflection of its community. I find it 
It doesn't want to take credit for your own success. So that Oh, it's so happy when you succeed. Here's what you're never going to hear from a Python engineer. I was able to create an environment that I was able to le- replicate in a container and it only took me three hours. No. <laughs> you're never going to hear that. There is an inclination. This is gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna wait into controversial waters here for a second. Oof, if get I ready, everybody. If I may. Get ready. If I may, Paul. There's an inclination. As a lawyer, I see this, right? Uh-huh. By, for all humans to effectively burrow into the corners of a skill sure. or a discipline where you may claim that terrain as your area of expertise. We love to do it. And we love to do it where no one has gone. We love to go to a place and stake claim and say, look, oh, you want to do that? I did that. And let me tell you how and why. And then not only am I going to tell you how and why, I'm going to share my solution on GitHub and make it available to the world and show the world that I have claimed that piece of territory. It is expertise. Expertise dials up your market value. Right? You, you know what's tricky here, too? It, it's career stages, right? So as you're getting into it, you're like, oh, well, this is all data, and I'm going to figure the data out. Like yeah. that's. Then you get mid-career, and you're like, every single bit of data is entirely different. It must be approached using a very specific strategy yeah. that I've mastered. Yeah. And then as you get later career, you're like, it's all data. Mm-hmm. And you, just, you just dump it in the bucket and figure it out from you there. Go by, yeah, exactly. This is the... Both the value and the risk. I was in a, a meeting with a client not too long ago, and uh, you know we're talking about some new work. And our one of our lead engineers was in there, and they said, you know, can you give us a clear answer about which something or other to use? And I just laughed, and I went, oh well, he's going to answer that for you, uh, and he's going to say it depends. And then there was right. this long pause, and he goes, it depends. Like. <laughs> Right. right, like Because right. it's just the amount of work you have to do to get to it depends. Because you can't actually just say, if yeah. you want to prove that you're a, a really seasoned product leader, you can say it depends. But then you actually have to say what the five or 10 options are yeah. that you're evaluating. Yeah. I think it's a cycle. Because I think one of the things we love to do with technology is package it up and simplify it so others can build on it. So that yeah, but feels that's, good. That's not, but that feels bad because now I'm not special anymore. Well, what happens is there are now, like, the idea of cobbling together libraries right over the wire. Oh, yeah. Really quickly and making them available to create this incredible support system for what I'm about to do. That's right. Feels very powerful oh, I'm and I'm standing on the shoulder of giants and it says, hello world. Exactly. But I got, woof, yeah. Exactly. Now, the problem with that is we actually create other lanes of expertise to just manage the dependencies and what we've cobbled together. Um, you want to know a, a job in the future? Yes. Low code support engineer. Don't do it. Yep. No, Low no, code no, support no, engineer. No, like, no, no. no, there are. There are Airtable support engineers out. In, of course. In, of course. Of course. And, and look, you may be one of them listening to this podcast. No, no. It's a great job. It's an inevitable job. I'm going to say something really old, man. Uh, but I'm going to say it because I mean it. Yeah. God, nothing's changed. The problem... No is the same. You want to know something messed it's up? It's boring. It's lame, but it's the same problem. So I published my What is Code essay, which was a kind of signature piece for me. The most interesting piece of feedback I received was on Twitter. And it was, really enjoyed this piece. Very clear that not much has changed. <laughs> and that was from Bill Gates. 
Whoa. Yes. Yes. Bill Whoa. Gates with Paul Ford really captures some interesting things about coding cultures along those lines. Yep. Not much seems to have changed since my day. Punching that, paper tapes on the right. altar, right? Like it, right. Exactly. Not much has changed, yeah. right? And, well, and except for Bill's marriage, I guess. But like other than that. This is true. But I, I want to make a case here, though. I want to say something here uh, about the web. Who can stop you? Uh, nobody. <laughs> it's our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, the web in its purest form in what it represented as a just incredibly elegant piece of infrastructure didn't want to be more than it was right and i think we get bored with how simple and beautiful it is and we can't help but cake on shit on top of it and it this turns is actually, out yeah i've ended up a big fan of the web assembly virtual machine inside the browser cuz i'm like at least then we have a place to do it. Like we keep saying right. like, hey, how about we, we'll make a 2D new kind of interface in Canvas? And yep. that'll all be, it's just like, no, nah, just let, let's just go ahead and pretend we have a virtual machine. Yep. And if I still want to publish my HTML pages or links, I'll do it over here. Just to bring full circle, like my little project, I was thinking about, you know, how am I going to make this work? And I got to a point where I was like, okay, time to deploy. And I tried Google Cloud <laughs> and I found myself crying in the corner alone. Google Cloud is, uh, it's got everything. It's got everything. I look. Don't get me wrong. It was no worse than than the others. Uh, I tried Heroku, but it turns out Heroku secretly destroys your SQLite database every day unless you move it to Postgres. This is which, this arbitrary. Which I don't yeah. understand. I tried DigitalOcean and I ended up in a very strange place. They were all fine. I could have barreled through all of them, and yeah. then I paused and said to myself, "What I'm building." actually just wants to be a static web page. Yeah. And, and guess what? It will be so performant because it will be a static, static web page and do nothing yeah. except what it's supposed to do. And so what I did was I ended up using Flask and I ended up using a library called Frozen Flask. Flask. So Flask is a Python web framework. That's that right. Really in about one page of code, you can do something very meaningful. Yes, it's kind of trying to be that, right? Yeah. It's trying to be as simple as possible. It's and you're sort of writing a, a few files as little code. And it, look, it's never going to be the fastest, et cetera, et cetera. But boy, if you are hacking out a concept using true, what I would say, like true web principles, like I need a URL yeah. and I'm going to pass it a variable and it's going to go to the database and, and it give routes me something to here. Yeah, and, and then I need a couple. Yeah. I want my templates, but I only want like one homepage yeah. template and, and like, Every template after should look pretty much like that. I only want to write like a few pages of code, like just mwah. Is it weird to take pride in the fact that there's no JavaScript on every one of those web pages? It's not, you know, this is, there's a huge trade, right? Like, like we're in the- sounding old again, but- No, it's not. I'll tell you why. Well, here, if we are, it's because we can offer something useful here. We are truly right now in the in-between. The in-between is that- a tremendous shift, all of the economic force of the web. Let me just say, documents are mostly a solved problem. Putting words on the page with links, right. mostly a solved problem. A there are URL as a representation millions, of a document. Is millions done. of subtleties. We yes. are doing, there's people out here at Postlight doing that work right now to make better publications with new business models that do all kinds of stuff. So there's a zillion things to do, but the fundamental aspect of that solve problem, not a solve problem is putting live interactive components on a web page, distributing them out to the world and getting them to write back either to local storage or to a hard drive, especially at scale. Still a complicated problem where literally half a trillion dollars can be spent on hosting every year and billion dollar companies popping up to try to make this easier. Languages try to make it... We're in the middle. I think you're headed towards a world in the, in the future where 
WebAssembly, you've got Google has a framework called Flutter that's very like you're kind of composing in all different platforms using Flutter in the Dart language. And so so I think we're headed somewhere in the terms of yeah. shipping apps rather than pages. I think you're right. I, I mean, I tend to tell these stories to sound more melodramatic than I, I need to. Uh, the, the truth is a rich, complex user experience is powered by some very modern and the, the, the maturity of, of platforms of, of frameworks like React and the like, well, which we are experts at, by the way. No, and, I mean, and it here's makes what, sense. React is the closest the web has come. And it's not because it's not React, it's the ecosystem around React. It's the closest the web has come to an SDK. So when you go, if you program for Windows, you program for Android, you program for iOS or Mac OS, you get a giant programming environment and all the widgets are there for you. It's not as simple as drag and drop, yeah. but boy, can you build an application quickly. Yeah. And so many pieces fit all the way up to publishing to the App Store. Yeah. The web has never had that, but you can distribute to like 2 trillion people in a minute. Right. Okay. Right. So what's happening is like, React created this world in which lots and lots of components got built for the web. Sure. And component frameworks and style guides yeah. and design systems. And so it started a to... A lot of ugly problems were solved a in stylable an SDK way. emerged. Right. Which is of, hugely useful. Well, I mean, that, that's where... We're, and that's where we're headed, right? We're headed towards somebody, you know, eventually probably two or three very large organizations bundling all that yeah. up. like. Google does with material design yeah. and saying, you want to build web apps, right? use this language, yeah. use these toolkits. And if you need anything else, go over here and extend yeah, it. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is here's where I think we lost the script, Paul. Don't use React for your about page. Well, this is the great struggle, right? Because now you're in a zone where you saw, when you've got that hammer. Well, you've got that flex. You've got, got, got the muscles. You built those muscles, right? You've got the hammer. And you're going to go back and build a page that has HTML in a bracket on yeah. the top like, like an yeah. animal. Okay, but we got to say a couple things. So Flask is amazing. Flask is amazing. I used a couple of libraries that bolted onto it, which was SQL SQLite. Is SQLite through SQL Alchemy, which was really cool. And I used Frozen Flask, which spits out static pages so I, it's like, I feel like a stud. You know, you know what I learned about stud. today? I don't know if I'm allowed to say You're stud. You're allowed to say stud. The, the, I learned about GUI, G-O-O-E-Y, mm -hmm. which is a Python library. What it does is, if, so Python has ways of parsing arguments, mm -hmm. and GUI auto-creates a GUI, a, a graphical user interface. That's really cool. Based on it. So it's just, Off the arguments. Well, then you can hand that over to somebody and be like, hey, well, you know how we run that batch process to upload the spreadsheet right. every week? Just run this. You don't need me anymore here. Click, yeah. click. Yeah. That's, That's the world cool. of magic. Anyway, Entirely too granular, but it's good to go down in the weeds every now. It and then. is go. It's good to go down. First of all, I think it's I think it's two themes here. One, mentally, it's healthy. To I be also able don't to do think it's the weeds. I think it's our job to know it. It's our job to know it. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's worth noting, even though it sounds like we went in one direction, we actually are a world class web application platform shop. Paul, Postlight.com. You can learn about Postlight and well, I've gone uh, in the other directions. Studies and I've definitely done the projects that are like I'm going to figure out React and make this work. I'm, I'm I will do that. Yeah, like, yeah I will do that fun. next time because I want to know. And well, I it learn. is. I'll tell you when you really start writing your little nested components and they all flow with the same data app. And yeah. it is. You're like whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, I, like, yeah, I get exactly. it. I like, whoa, exactly. wow, exactly. Yeah, I'm not just writing paragraphs uh, anymore. Next week on the Postlight Podcast, <laughs> CSS. That's right. I'm, I'm <laughs> kidding. Right. Brought to we you. We won't by. do that to you. Reach out to us. Hello at postlight.com. We love to give advice, product design, product strategy, product management, engineering, building great stuff. Check us out at postlight.com. Onward we go. Have a great week. Bye.